Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're motivational speaker, TEDx and Toastmasters, and keynote speaker. Welcome to the show. Hi, hello, Gigi, and it is my pleasure to be interacting with you today and through you to your audience. Absolutely my pleasure. Such an honor to have you here today, Talika. Now, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit more about you and where you are from? Uh, I am from the place which is the center of the Eastern philosophy, that's India. And uh, <laughs> in India also, I am from the Northern India, that's Lucknow. It is very close to Delhi, just 45 minutes flying time away from Delhi, little towards the southeast. And my place is a very historical place because it has an important uh, link with our freedom struggle. And what we call the first war of independence, 1857, when uh, people had a popular uprising against a foreign rule. So yeah, I come from that. And I derive my link from this place where people have bravery in their blood and in their history itself. Uh, connecting from there, I have been into Indian Air Force and I served there for 10 years from 2005 to 15. My branch was administration, sub-branch was air traffic controlling and the best part of it was my last tenure because um, I got into mountaineering meanwhile and I was posted as an outdoor training instructor in the Air Force Academy from where all the officers of the Indian Air Force are trained. So I had a privilege to be an instructor of outdoor military training in the Air Force Academy in my last tenure of more than two and, two and a half years. Then I have been into mountaineering as, um, as, as I have already told. I have done 23 expeditions across the world, which also includes Mount Everest in 2012 and uh, Asia's highest volcano, Mount Damavand in 2015. So now I'm into public speaking, though public speaking has been my uh, passion since childhood. I delivered my first speech when I was in fifth grade. And since then, I have been continuing. But now I'm into it full-fledgedly. And I would like to connect with people from all backgrounds. I'm already doing that. And I want to widen my sphere because public speaking gives me a platform to directly interact with people. And it consolidates my belief that human beings are similar all around the world, despite our superficial difference. Writing is another area that I have been into, uh, again, right from childhood. And my book on my Mount Everest climb is under publication. It will be soon uh, come, uh, coming out by the end of year. That's about me. And um, in addition to it, I'm also doing my PhD on mountaineering. The exact topic is Sherpas of Nepal. So that's a brief about me. Absolutely amazing. Now, tell us a little bit more about your experience as an Air Force officer. Well, as an officer, I would say, uh, even before as, as an officer, I would like to say something about being a soldier. Because um, whether you're an officer or a below officer rank personnel in the forces, you are first and foremost a soldier. And 
a soldier has some core qualities in his or her personality so my experiences when i went into forces first were during my training and the training transforms a person completely not only on the physical front but emotionally and mentally so more emphasis is on your mental fitness along with the physical of course uh, so during my training i performed really well and i rose to be a cadet captain <laughs> in my squadron in the senior term thereafter i continued performing well all um, throughout my career and i have seen in forces there are certain qualities that distinguish the soldiers from the civil population one is the extreme level of discipline that they have in their lives second is the team spirit and third is the endurance so these qualities have been imbibed in me through my training and i had the privilege to impart the same qualities to my cadets as an instructor later on so that's about me during my atc years i had wonderful experiences of controlling all sorts of planes that we have in india uh, right from fighters to choppers to transport aircraft and the civil aircraft also it used to be a jumble a combination of all of these kind of aircraft at some places and you would go crazy <laughs> but it was really interesting it was like a video game that you have to manage a uh, number of aircraft in your airspace everybody trying to do their uh, schedules plans somebody is taking off somebody is landing somebody has to climb somebody has to descend and you have to manage all of them preventing any sort of mishap amongst them so that was really interesting in my later tenure as an outdoor training instructor in the academy i realized that human beings have immense potential within themselves sometimes it takes not only self realization but also a little push little motivation and a little reminder of their capabilities and human beings can do wonders i saw my own cadets doing doing that that they arrived in the academy they were like in the civil mood uh, all enjoying the scenery and everything casual attitude basically but during the course of their training we were able to transform them into disciplined people people who could stretch their limits beyond uh, certain points also and people who could hold each other's hand in crisis so these were my experiences in uh, defense forces absolutely amazing now what are some ways that folks can overcome their fear of failure yes now this is really important um i would say that fear is a natural phenomenon in all the living beings because we are naturally afraid of injury and death our first instincts are of self preservation so accepting that yes fear is natural is the first step and a realization that fear can be channelized into two different directions one is a positive one which can compel you to work even harder so that you do not fail second is of course a self destructive one which would stop you from taking that first step forward so uh, anybody who has been successful in this world has a number of failures equally on his or her name as would be the successes i i would say so the only distinction between human beings is how they take their failures first is 
if an opportunity comes in front of our way do we hesitate to take that first step towards it because we are naturally afraid of failure and uh, sometimes we think what will people say one the fear of failure i have to decode it if we have to overcome it because first we shall understand the situation and then only we'll be able to overcome it i suppose it is not the fear of failure per se it is the fear of reactions of people one thing what will people say if i fail second is am i going to hurt my loved ones people who have faith in me and people who are going to support me in the process if i take this step forward what if i fail and i let them down second is this reaction third is are these efforts of mine if i take this first step going to provide me something beneficial if i fail these efforts are going to go waste and i am going to be stuck where i am so these are the three components i would say that make up the fear of failure and in order to overcome them i would uh, counter each one of it first the people's reaction what will people say if you fail you do not have to bother about it because who is there on this earth who has never failed everybody fails all the people who are successful have failed in their lives so if you also fail there is no problem second so whatever people say that you are a failure you were no good for anything i suppose you will just ignore these things because to take a step forward in itself is a success it is not a failure once you have moved forward you do not come back you have taken that step and that is going to remain in your life forever so you have already achieved something another about the fear of letting people down who have put faith in you so i would say that people who know you who love you would always understand you they will support you even in your second attempt it has happened in my own life uh, i failed during my first attempt on mount everest that was in 2011 and uh, at that particular time everybody had expectations because our expedition was an air force expedition and it was highlighted in the media and everybody all our relatives and the entire nation knew that these air force officers are going to climb mount everest and the preparation had um, a preceding two years phase of training so it was highlighted all over air force entire nation all our relatives everybody knew about it and had high expectations with us but i could climb halfway and then i had to retreat from there uh, due to a combination of factors sometimes things are not in our control and we have to retreat because yes we can do everything but it does not mean that we can do everything in the first shot itself so i retreated and i faced the same pain as i'm explaining right now letting our people down but i realized that they understood and they supported me in my second attempt i put all my heart and soul again in my next attempt next year and i could do it so i did make them proud ultimately so i would say that do not take life uh, in uh, peace meals take a larger longer vision so our failures our successes these are certain steps towards that ultimate goal and life continues till the time we have each single breath left in us 
so when we take one piecemeal event as the entire life then perhaps we have this fear of failure but if we take that failure is just a pause it is not the end till the time we have life in us we can always continue and the game is on because we are in it then i suppose we can overcome this fear of failure third was um, that we are going to stay stuck where we were no when you have done an action in this life that action is etched forever in your life as well as in the entire ecosystem it has been associated with you already you have had experience and knowledge of doing it so no effort is a total failure it is going to help you later on in any endeavor that you are going to take so do not think that if you are not able to achieve that set target it is going to be a failure i conceive nothing no effort is a failure no effort is a failure i love it now tell us a little bit more about the challenges that you had to overcome in your life challenges i would say that first of all i was i am still an emotional person and a lot of people <laughs> you know uh i i wouldn't say suffer with it but a lot of people struggle with it because um sometimes um we feel that the world is not emotional and uh, when we get out to do something it is not the emotions that play a vital part it is the strategy it is the uh, technique and it is the skills that play a very important role but what i have found out in my life is if we can channelize our emotions well then our emotions also become an asset so uh there was this theory in administration by max weber initially administration was uh, thought to be a rule based mechanical kind of a system where there would be no place for emotions everything would go as per the rules as per the guidelines and the laws mechanically purely no human element would come into picture anywhere but later on there came a theory of emotional intelligence so people realize that um, emotions are an integral part of human beings and we cannot work without certain elements of emotions even in our professional life so we have to if we connect better with people then we can have better results with our team so initial period of my life when i was a teenager i would say if i start with that i used to think a lot about being emotional whether it is right whether it is right to have certain kind of dependence on other people or can we remain totally unaffected by them just content within ourselves or what shall be the extent of this dependence so these were my th- initial thoughts in my teenage but later on i read a book by ian rand of course very famous author and a lot of people know about uh, this author Uh, her book um, i read this fountain head and atlas shrugged it grounded me because all that i was thinking was also written in it these kind of conflicts of individuality versus society uh, how how independent a person shall be how much dependence on the society and other people there shall be so this book really uh, cleared my mind i would say and i could find my way forward in life that i am fine the way i am and my emotions are my asset 
Thereafter, you can see that I even went into military, which is, again, not considered a place for emotional people. But I could utilize my emotions there well as an instructor, as a team leader. And um, I'm really proud when my cadets, who have now become officers, come to meet me even after my retirement. So there were instances when I could utilize these emotions. I could identify negative emotions in my cadets. And I could tell them how to utilize these emotions. I would quote an incident here. I was the um, drill officer. At, uh, like I was taking the marching drill test of my cadet. And uh, almost everybody had cleared their test. It was the last attempt. They are given three attempts to clear their drill test. And uh, since you know that an uh, Air Force instructor, the Army, like military instructor, has to be really tough and strict. So I was in that mode of my mind. And this kid at this boy, uh, he was really nervous. When he started this drill procedure, I could sense that it is not the lack of skills that is hindering his performance. It is the negative emotions. So he was trying again and again, but he was really nervous and couldn't perform. I called him. I said, leave it. Just come to me. So he came and I asked him, what is it? What's bothering you? And he said, ma'am, everybody has cleared uh, their test. All my course mates have cleared it. I'm the only one left. And people say that I will not be able to do it because I'm not good at it. So what will happen if I'm not able to do it? I will be relegated. My entire six months training will be a waste. And I was like, um, yes, you have a point. But tell me now what all achievements you have been able to have in your life right from childhood. And he started counting small ones, bigger ones, then school, and then later on. And then I prompted him, how many uh, people were there when you appeared for your military entrance exam? And he said, he said a huge number, kind of 100 or so. How many were selected? Generally, the percentage of selected people in the forces is really minute, I would say, meager. <laughs> so I said, OK, out of 100, you were in those rarest people who were selected by a board of officers, by a board of senior officers who are trained to recruit officers for armed forces. So do you think that your, your course mates know better? Your course mates who have just entered the service know better than those senior experienced officers who have selected you? They selected you because you have the potential to be here. So you have it. And now today you go back, practice marching in front of a mirror, come back tomorrow and appear. I'm giving you another chance. You would believe that this boy really performed the next morning and he cleared his interest. So, yeah, this was one challenge. But I could empower people once I realized how to generalize my own emotions and other people's emotions. So I utilize this emotional intelligence in my life. And I would say that if we have a hang of it, it does wonders in our personal relations, in our professional relations, as a leader, as a speaker, or in any other capacity. I love it. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Yes, now you have said two or three very important words here. First is the purpose. So purpose, I would say that everybody is born with a purpose, and that may be different for each one of us. But first, we have to realize what it, it is. 
we generally live in a web of a society of our parents of our siblings of our peer groups friends later on in our professional worlds we have people and they have their own thinking their own molds their own expectations and um and a picture and an image of life we must realize that we do not have to coincide with their their images of life or anything we have to understand that we are unique individual beings and we have a different make of our own personality and accordingly we will decide the path and purpose of our life so first of all realize that what do you want to actually do in your life it's not just to earn money but what do you actually want to do as a human being because as i said in indian philosophy a human worth is accorded to a soul after a lot of other worths and it is the ultimate blessing that god has given us so we have to judicially utilize it so first is the identification of that purpose second would be um, uh what you said um second was i suppose um how would we be happy and satisfied so happy and satisfied we will be only when we walk that life of this one purpose that we have in our lives so identification is the first thing it comes identification will not only help uh, uh without any efforts i would say because anything you want to do in life will come with a certain challenges and certain pains and sacrifice so we have to be ready to sacrifice that to stand up to the opposition of the world the initial opposition remember if you want to quit a lucrative job today i also did and start something of your own of course there is going to be an opposition because you are going way off mark as per the expectations of the other society but remember that society the other people only applaud those who have their own strong convictions who can stick to those convictions can perform under pressure and can prove themselves it is a long process it is not going to come in a night or so and during this period there would be a position there would be pains and struggles and challenges and frustrations and hardships and rejections and everything but if you can stick if you have that perseverance to stick to that one vision that you have as a human being that unique vision of this world then there would come a time when the same people are going to stand up and applaud for you i have faced these things in my life when i was trying to uh, climb mount everest second time i had failed on the first first attempt and when i decided that i'm going to go all alone during my second attempt i was called a crazy woman because i had to shell out all my savings all my savings mean mine as well as my parents savings because climbing everest is a expensive affair then i had to manage my dual responsibilities of uh, discharging my air force duties as well as maintaining my physical fitness to the extreme levels that i can climb mount everest i had to juggle a lot of things and there was no social life left for me because i used to go for my duty immediately change into sports tracks go on a run on a small track of 200 meters generally either early mornings at 4 o'clock or so or late in night at 10 o'clock or so 
So you can imagine one crazy woman just running around in the dark night and possessed by just one thought, Everest. So when I walked like this, everybody called me crazy. There were some people, of course, who supported me also. But when I did it, I was blessed with a lot of uh, support and a lot of uh, uh, congratulatory messages because people recognize only those people who can stand in the way of obstructions, I would say. Obstructions do not stand in our way. We stand in the way of obstructions and we have to do, achieve everything despite all odds. So first is realize what you are born for because you are born for a purpose. You are not here. See, some people, um, me and Riji were talking about uh, suicide prevention one day on the very first call when we had uh, interacted with each other. And um, at that moment, I realized that see, nobody exists on this earth without a purpose. If God has let you be here till now, there have been a purpose. If there is still life breath in you, God wants you to live. Because how much time does it take for God to stop and distinguish this fire that is burning within you? Just a second. If he's not taking your life away, that means the God, the ultimate one in this entire universe has that love for you, wants you to do something on this earth still. So however destructive the situation seem, if he has faith in you, whose else's faith do you want? There would be people. If you continue, of course, he will grant you people also, purpose also, and the ways and opportunities too. So uh, that is what I would say. Satisfaction would come when you learn to give. As I can see, Gigi uh, has a beautiful smile. You know, it comes when you learn to give. When you rise above yourself, try doing that small thing today. Just try smiling at somebody without any reason, perhaps. Smile because you are happy from within. Smile because you have the power to smile. And you would feel how happy, how happy <laughs> you feel. <laughs> so just try giving small things to people. Make their life beautiful your life will become beautiful automatically. Absolutely. You definitely have a way of making folks laugh and smile. <laughs> I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? Well, I'm on all the social media sites. Not all, but the major ones. <laughs> well, uh, one is the LinkedIn, of course. The, <laughs> the link is over here. So you can search me by the name of Scorn Leader. Tulika Rani, and the score leader is my military rank. I would like to specify here. <laughs> so, score leader Tulika Rani, T double O L I K A R A N I. And I'm on Facebook with the same name, Tulika Rani. Also on Instagram. At Instagram, my handle is Tulika underscore 1414. So, we can connect over here and I absolutely love to connect with people from diverse backgrounds because this is my core belief that people all around the world are same. They are struggling with the same pains and same challenges, I would say, especially in these times. Of it. You know, we have realized that we are all so interconnected, so interdependent. Even if we realize that... Um, even if we feel that we can live in isolation, we are individuals. Are we that individuals? 
nature teaches us that that we are interconnected beings on this planet so that is how we shall learn to live when we become too individualistic problem starts so if we remain that interconnected and if we are conscious of the fact that our actions have a repercussion for others also whether we realize it or not so then our actions would be good healthy and purposeful as we were talking about because we realize that it is not only we who will be affected it will be our next generations it will also be a lot of invisible people to us who are going to be affected by our small actions so as a responsible citizen of this world and a responsible creature on this planet we have to live so i love to be this uh, interconnected one with all that can come towards me through digital media i think it is now easily facilitated so well everybody is welcome to my place to walk with a purpose with me and to walk with god of course as gigi would say i love it ladies and gentlemen make sure to check out squadron leader tolika rani on all of her social media platforms and also this is her linkedin I put it here across the board for you here. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check her out and also on her Instagram. And thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast, Talika. It was lovely talking to you, Gigi. You're a beautiful person, amazing one. And yes, I would love to have a lifelong association with you. So sending all my love to you and to our listeners. Thank you so much.